I'm Gabs. And I'm Liz. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Their, their Tropes, Tropes Battle, Battle for, for Dominance. dominance. Um, hi guys. Uh, welcome to episode 91. Sorry for the unexpected two weeks off. Um, before anything, Liz and I have decided that we are switching to an every other week release schedule for the time being yeah um between our school schedules well my upcoming school and liz's school schedules and general adult life it's not super feasible for us to do you know be able to get together every single week so um we're gonna try and do you know just release every other week and yeah Maybe eventually go back to every week. Eventually. We, we, we eventually, but for right now, it's just at least for how the next few work. months. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be at the schedule. But yeah. um, I mean, it's still uh, yes, it's some bummer for the you know whole five of you who eagerly listen to us every I, single week. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we love which you. We do. We love, we you. love you. Like there's Thank literally you. there's five people who like within the first few days, listen every single time. And I'm like, stop. And then, we you listen know, to our bullshit ramblings. Right? And That's like, so iconic. Of and and there are definitely like some episodes where like more than those five people listen to most episodes. There's like a good handful of, excuse me, listeners, but it's always within the first couple of days. There's a few people and I'm like, Hey, besties. <laughs> um, so thank you guys. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you guys are devastated that you won't hear us every single week, but, um, this way you'll hear us more consistently, at least. Yeah, so. and you hopefully won't, like, we won't have as many um, hiatuses. Or, or minis. That was, like, our minis. big thing is that, like, the, yeah. we, we enjoy doing the minis because it's fun to do a little deep dive into tropes that we, like, obviously we like. But it's not the point of the show. And we got to a point where we were, like, we've done, like, 30 minis now. Yeah. And we have 90 episodes. Like Basically, if we did not switch to this this week, would we would have recorded two minis because, like, yeah. Because we don't have time to record next next week. week, Right. So we're like, let's just do full episodes so you guys can have, like, the content you two Tide you over, you you know? Yeah. So. (laughs) Um, So um, hi, guys. Um, Yeah. As far as other stuff that's been going on, I'm sorry if I sound nasalier than normal. I got, like, the worst sinus infection of my life um, last week. And. Which is have, part of the reason why we couldn't record yes. for you guys. So. And I was so sick that, like, I couldn't sleep because I was, like, coughing and then I couldn't breathe because there was so much, like, buildup. And it felt like someone was banging my head with a frying pan, like, over and over again. Like, with the amount of pressure in my face, it was bad. Um, so I'm feeling better. I might, like, cough. And I'm so sorry if that happens. Um, my cough's not as bad today, though, thankfully. Hopefully it will be totally be- better by the next time we record. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, and then other stuff that's been going on. I I had my birthday. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Thanks, Liz. Um, I had my birthday. I went to D.C. for a weekend because I had a quarter-life crisis, and my parents were visiting my sister because she's living in D.C. for the summer. So I went down there on a solo trip, um, and by solo trip, I stayed in their hotel room and went to dinner with them, but, like, did my own thing in D.C., and it was so fucking fun. Like, D.C. is one of those cities I feel really safe as a woman walking around in just like as long as I stay like right next to the Capitol right um and like I was just walking through like the different Smithsonian's and stuff so I did um natural history and then I went to the zoo such a fun day I love that it's free um Mm -hmm. yeah and then I've just been gaming otherwise I started posting gaming videos on TikTok again so check me out there if you're not already Liz how have you been 
Um, I've been good. I've, I've obviously been trucking along with school. I got to go to a music festival, which was really, really fun. I had a great time. Um, have we recorded since the Big Time Rush concert? Oh my god, we haven't. Oh yeah, we, we saw Big Time Rush together. <laughs> it was, they were so It was such good. a good, one of the best concerts, for real. Oh, and like, so also vibe. like... Liz, you're just like one of the best people to go to concerts with. Like you, you get into it. We have a good time. I don't feel I, judged. You know, I sprained my ankle at the. I, <laughs> that did happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it might have happened a bit, and maybe uh, literally as we were walking I to our seats, it was before yeah. I was really drunk, so yeah, <laughs> I can't blame. Uh, but yeah, but we had we had like pretty decent seats. Um, we had a great time. and we paid retail value for those tickets too, which was really nice. And then my dad was really kind and let us um, like split the hotel room cost with us because the points weren't they wouldn't work with points because it was holiday weekend. So um, but it was, he went halves with me and Liz. So it was, it was cheaper. so fun staying overnight. It was at such a, a good time. And then there was we went down to breakfast. There was this very cute old couple. Oh next yeah. To us. <laughs> It was, they were so sweet. They were very they nice. Were I was worried. They, I was really scared at first. I was like, excuse me, where are your t-shirts? Like, what What was it? We were like, uh, but they were really nice. They, they were, really were nice. very nice. Uh, um, whoever's grandparents those were, thanks. We <laughs> love them. Um, I I lent, Gab's caught up on the two most recent Ali Hazelwood books, which was yes, really fun to talk about. Yes, I finished about. it like two days ago. Oh, so good. Um, um Oh, speaking just, of books, Liz, so I'm reading the one I told you about. So yeah. um, it didn't, like, go viral on Book Talk, but it's called it, – it, it, like, blew up a little bit. It's called The Nanny by Lana – Lana, I don't know, Ferguson. And TLDR, it's, like, former OnlyFans model who was doing OnlyFans to put herself through school. Um, like, she is not an OnlyFans anymore. She's working at a hospital, and she is um, – Liz, have you talked about like what you're doing? You talked about what you're doing. I've, school, I've right? probably talked about it before. Okay. I, I don't, don't mind like sharing what I do, okay. like what I'm what I'm getting. So my so yeah. In. So the main character in this book is an occupational therapy student, which is what Liz is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so I, I saw when I started reading, it, I was like, Liz, you have to read it now. Um, but it's good. I'm halfway through it right now. Um, no, there's like it's not a super. It's not a spoiler um, to like mention this because it's on the back of the book. But, like, so she becomes, like, a live-in nanny for this guy because, she like, she gets let go from the hospital because they had a downsize on the mm-hmm. hospital staff. And, you know, they, like, kind of, like, flirted and stuff. But, like, she's, like, it's really awkward. I'm here for his kid and, like, and whatever. And then she realizes – she, like, sees him shirtless and she realizes he has this scar. And she's, like, oh, my God that's the scar of the guy that was like my biggest subscriber on OnlyFans because they did <laughs> private calls. Yeah. And and so now she's like, I can't let him see my back because the whole reason it got brought up is because she had a scar on her back. So mm-hmm. that's what, like they bonded over them each having like weird scars that like were weird shapes or something. And, and they started, anyway, and it's a romance book. So obviously they started banging um, at the point in the book I'm in. And she, and he's like, come take a shower with me. And she's okay, like, wait, no. Gab's no more spoilers. It's not a spoiler. It's not a no, spoiler. I know you're at the point where that is all I know. I don't okay. want to know anymore, please. I'm literally, I'm probably going to go and buy the book for when I go on vacation it's good. next week. And if you get it at Barnes & Noble, they have a buy one, get one 50 off right now for like um, paperbacks. Yeah, I so. might just go to my local bookstore and get it though. No, I absolutely. I'm saying if you want it cheaper though, yeah, it's seventeen dollars. 
It's a paperback and it's seventeen dollars. What? Crazy. I I just look at the back now. It's like what's yeah. the full price? That is crazy. Books are too expensive now. Um, what's it called? And then uh, embarrassing for me, mm-hmm. brah, You saw me post it on on Twitter. Mm. I have a crush on a Fortnite character. Mm. <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring it up if you weren't. Uh, but like he's hot. He was kind of hot. Him hot I, and- I will agree. He he was pretty attractive. And I'm like, I'm literally like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I can't fucking do this. Do you play that character just so you can? I don't have the skin yet in the battle pass. Uh, Oh, it's battle pass skin. Yeah. But like, he's like one of the Fortnite original characters. And usually they're just like goofy looking guys. Yeah. But then they're like, let's make one of the, well, like. Let's make Mr. Beefcake. Not that they're, like, unattractive, like, characters, but I'm like, ooh, I have a crush on one of them. Like, I'm like, oh, they're a character in a game. But this guy, I'm like... He's a little bit fine. He's a little bit fine, you know. Um, But, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Uh, Yeah. Want to get into the episode? Yeah, let's do that, because I do have to go coach Overwatch. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I started. I, I picked my trope. And the trope I picked this week is... Oh... (laughs) <laughs> but, like specifically in that voice uh, so o but specifically you know italicized o is a phrase that's usually used in fan fiction which a specific use has become a trope or even a meme of it um it's called the italicized o or the italicized o moment and the o is not a simple expression of surprise but it's usually used to denote a pivotal moment of realization Often when a character realizes their feelings for someone or the fact that those feelings are reciprocated, um, it might also be used in the reason that I see it all the time is in Miraculous Ladybug fan fictions when one of the two realizes the other, um, excuse me, that the other person is who, like, the superhero identity too. So, like, when Marinette realizes Adrienne is Chat Noir and she's like, oh, Mm -hmm. like, those moments. So it's usually used in a sequence, which it, with is just like a plain straight, like O, and then italicized O, which better emphasizes like the slow but super radical change in their understanding of the situation. And um, there was a fun little history uh, tab for this under uh, tr- uh, f- what's it called? The, the 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 place that we get our information fan lore, fan lore um yeah. and it's said the history is that as a literary device it's likely that the use of o or o to express this idea has always existed however around 2018 2019 it became it seems to have gained more attention and to become increasingly popular to the point of acquiring meme status around 2020 2021 presumably this increased popularity then led to an increase in its use although it's difficult to obtain proper statistics to support this hypothesis um so that that's fun i i i love this like and it's really used in a lot of contemporary romance books as well um ali hazelwood Mm -hmm. uses this one um that's probably why it's like so ingrained in my brain right now um but it's like very much like when characters fall for each other and then they realize and it's always like when one character falls first or realizes the other one like is there and just like the realization of their crush is always just such a cute moment to me, especially when you've gone through reading like the buildup of their, um, you know, romance and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was like, okay, 
shit. Like, I, I put all this in together, and then I was like, oh, shit, how am I going to find a thick? Because if you just search, like, oh, like, that's not really a tag, or, like, it'll yeah. get mistaken as part of, like, another tag. Like, it'll get mistaken as part of, oh, my God. So... Um, it's not a popular enough tag to have its own tag, really. There's only, like, a few pages of fix for um, every iteration of this, you know, quote-unquote trope. And then if I search my own fix, half of them were, like, mixed with, like, just sex, sex fix where it's like, oh, the character moaned. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not what I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then I found a couple miraculous ones, but I'm like, Ugh, I do miraculous, like, too much on the show, I feel like. Um, so I kept looking. And then I found... <laughs> I found an explicit Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan. What? <laughs> That's not what I chose. Um, I, I specifically didn't get the title or the book because I didn't want to out this person because this is clearly their kink. Um, and But I wanted to read the tags to you, Liz. I'm, I'm looking at them. Virgin Jake Peralta. Light Dom slash sub. Degrading. Brooklyn Nine-Nine TV references. Porn with feelings. Sexual tension. Resolved sexual tension. How do I tag? Dominant female reader. Oh, it's an ex reader. public sex. Loss of virginity. Halloween heist. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Praise Don't cake. during the Halloween heist. Puppy play if you squint. Femdom. Real italicized O moment. Riding. Teasing. Kissing. Boners. Sub Jake Peralta. Gentleman Jake Peralta. Degradation kink. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, this was a Jake Proltex reader fic, and it was, but like a femdom fic. <laughs> I love that and for them. I was like, you know what? Whatever makes you happy, makes you happy. But Liz is going to get a kick out of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I realized now, like looking at this again, I think they're like, they probably used italicized O moment in like a sex way as opposed to like the like trope a- way that oh, we're talking about, like a, like okay. a moan. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's a little funny. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. What pick did you end um, up choosing? So I ended up picking um, a haiku fic. It's called Acta Non Verba by Fireheart AW. It's rated teen and up, um, and it's a Kagehina fic. It's a one shot, so I just kind of I took the last part of it because it's a little longer. Um, and the description also tells you what the title means, which is acts, not words. It's Latin. Um, and Kageyama's actions have always spoken louder than his words, and Hinata comes to realize that there may be more than what's left unspoken between them. Um, and I just wanted to give you guys that context because, again, I'm cutting out, like, the first two-thirds of the fic, but basically in the beginning of this fic, um, it's just they're, like, at volleyball practice or something, and it's just Kageyama and Hinata's actions, and, like, Kageyama being really sweet but not, like, vocally sweet if that makes mm-hmm. sense i mean you've seen the show liz you know you know yes. what i'm talking about like he he's silent but like very caring and hinata is just adhd balls to the walls um love that for him yeah so i'll read for hinata you'll read for tanaka and uh uh i don't remember if kagama speaks but you'll read for those guys okay it's cool can you repeat who i'm reading for I'm tanaka sorry. and kagayama cool by the time the, the day is done, Hinata's come up with about zero ways to take care of Kageyama. Not that he needs taking care of, but really, zero ways to win. It's been eating away at him in every class, making his already struggling grades cower even lower as his mind remains cycling through the last 24 hours. He's just thankful that it didn't affect post, 
school practice with the whole team, that him and Kageyama still remain in sync despite the disconnects in his feelings and the actions that have spurred them. It's almost like there's a sentence on the tip of his tongue, one he's sure he knows how to say, just not fluently enough yet to fully understand it. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Does everyone want meat buns? Tanaka asked the group, expertly filling the space that Daichi used to with post-practice care. It uh, brings Hinata's attention back to the present, more than the golden hour light hugging their shoulders just the side of Ukai's shop and then the thoughts that plague him. There's a few nods, some polite yeses, and only a handful of noes. But they all know that the noes don't count, and Noya will make more than make up for eating any extra that are left. Can I come in with you? Hinata blurts out, locking onto the opportunity to do something caring. If he can just sneakily pay for Kageyama's meat buns in addition to his own, it'll feel like he won something, even if he's not sure what he's really winning. There's hardly any time to think about it, though, as Tanaka nods him over, strong-arming him into a headlock as he pulls them inside. So what's this all about? Hinata half-hears Tanaka asks, most of it muffled by a rush of cool air blowing over them as they push open the door. It makes Hinata shiver, both the cool air on his damp shirt and the prospect of having to face the spiral he's dropped into lately. Hmm? He hums in question, blinking curiously at Tanaka as he moves up to the counter and releases his hold, hoping he's just misheard him. Tanaka says some things to the cashier about how practice is going as he points to the meat buns in the case, keeping them warm. We'll take all of them. He laughs, gesturing to Hinata behind him as he adds. But this one is paying for his own and his boyfriend, so you can split it up. Boyfriend! Hinata swalks loud enough that it grabs the attention of his teammates outside. One teammate in particular, looking at him with pinpoint focus, questions hanging in the air with how his brows furrow the tiniest bit. Hinata slaps his hand over his mouth, swearing internally as Tanaka's laughter fills every corner of the store. Thought so. <laughs> Tanaka exhales in the midst of his laughter, practically doubling over with the amount. He mumbles something about a bet and whips his phone out, quickly texting as he puts away puts money on the counter. I, he's not, we're not. Hinata can hardly manage to get the words out. He's caught like a deer in the headlights by Kageyama still waiting just outside, and Tanaka illuminating the truth of his feelings. He's certain his cheeks are bright red, as if he's just run up that hill him and Kageyama got lost going over last year. Crow got your tongue? Tanaka winks before adding more cash to his pile, sliding it to the cashier with an appreciative nod before handing a bag of meat buns to Hinata. You owe me for this next time, but the least you can do for me now is actually make him your boyfriend since you clearly haven't yet. Huh? Hinata shakes his head. That was grabbing- a very good Hinata. Huh? <laughs> I gotta say, it was very, very good. I might have had a moment in high school where I was like, Hinata and I are kind of the same person. <laughs> Kitty moment. A little bit. I won't lie. A little bit. A little bit. Um, Hinata shakes his head, grabbing the bag of food with shaky hands and a racing heart. Is that what this is? What this has always been? He thinks, racing through his memories, trying to narrow down exactly where he had fallen for his setter. Don't hug your senpai. Tanaka knocks him with his shoulder, pushing them back towards the door with gentle pressure. He gets close and quiet before they go back outside, though, with a much softer smile than when he was laughing. I'll take care of the rest of the team, he whispers. You go get your man. It's been long enough. His man, Tanaka says, as if Kageyama's ever wanted to belong to someone, let alone Hinata. But as Tanaka leaves him in the store, guiding the rest of the team further down the street with the promise of their meat buns, all those memories he was trying to locate come rushing in. The promise Hinata made on the steps when they were in junior high. The ask to follow Kageyama to the top during their first year. The you can fly even higher. The push for Hinata to get stronger, to not lose against Kageyama when he fell sick during nationals. 
be as long as I'm here, and the way Kageyama wears his new invisible crown given to him by Hinata. The races and sets and stupid competitions and private practices and texts. The waiting for him outside of the gym this morning, as he does every morning. The hand still wrapped around his the night before. The water bottle. The concern. Oh, his thoughts echo. Oh. His heart returns an answer. (laughs) The oh moment. That oh moment. (laughs) He's in love with him. He's in love with him. And he's been in love with him for as long as he can remember. For as long as he's asked for one more. And Kageyama has always answered without words. Boy, let's go, idiot. Thanks, Liz. Thanks. (laughs) With feeling. Thanks, Liz. I, I, I can't seriously say the word oi. <laughs> like, oi. Did you ever see that TikTok that um, Van and I made, like, during quarantine um, when we did hi- when we did Iwa and Oikawa together? Um, I saw a couple of them. I don't remember any of them specifically. This is one we were trying to record where it was this trend at the time where, like, uh, boyfriends and girlfriends, like, the girl would, like, keep pulling packages out of the back and, like, they would get, like larger and heavier the stuff that she was mm-hmm. pulling out of the back and she would hit her boyfriend every single time with them and like mm-hmm. the meme was like then the boy like she eventually hit him with like a water bottle or something and he'd like freak out and so we try to recreate that in the car <laughs> and for whatever reason my brain i was like i got hit with like something that actually hurt and i said oi <laughs> oh my god i could not oh breathe I cannot- i'm sorry, just thinking about it it's like both embarrassing and it was really funny <laughs> the same mm-hmm. time um okay okay back to the fic kageyama shouts at him from outside and hinata laughs weightless and smiling as he runs outside not stopping the trajectory of his orbit as he nears kageyama catch hinata yells at the last second watching as kageyama's blue eyes widen in the fading light like sunset on an ocean horizon he only opens one hand assuming hinata is going to throw the meat buns but hinata throws himself instead Jumping and crashing into Kageyama with a grunt lined with laughter. What the fuck? Kageyama starts, but Hinata silences him as he closes the last remaining bit of distance between them. It's all crunched noses and too much teeth. Hinata unable to control his smile at Kageyama's surprise. But as Kageyama answers in kind with the tilt of his head and the tightening of his hands on Hinata's spine, Hinata knows he made the right choice. Knows he read all of Kageyama's actions well, just as they do on the court. It's everything. Years worth of memories captured within a simple kiss, deepened only by the unspoken feelings they don't even have to say, they just know. And oh, I guess you can read for Suki. Please, for all of our sakes, get a room. A familiar, judgy voice calls to them from down the road, followed shortly after by a Suki, be nice. <laughs> Thanks, Yamaguchi. <laughs> sure it isn't how the confessions usually go in natsu's saturday morning cartoons or the rom-com movies yachi always talks about but it is theirs and hinata wouldn't change it for the world as his giddy laughter bubbles up again though kageyama sets him down gently cheeks flushed and hair askew took you long enough kageyama sighs with a smile and that's all the confession hinata needs from him but he still has one thing left to do i win by the way hinata touts eyelashes fluttering and shoulders pushed back the ultimate win, he thinks to himself. But did you hear that? Yeah. You heard that? You hear that music? Yeah. What is? Oh, somebody's like blasting it outside. I was like, "Is there a phantom in your house, Gab?" <laughs> I was like, "Where'd that music come from?" You heard it oh. too, right? Yeah, I did. I was like, 
I there was also a siren outside, so I like didn't know if it was just the siren. Oh no, I didn't hear the siren at all. I just I was like, who's blasting pop music? Um, oh my gosh. Oh, wait, wait, uh, but Kageyama captures the thought right where it lands, grasping the top of his head like a volleyball with all the force of a serve. You absolutely do not, Kageyama argues, but Hinata can hardly take him seriously with his hair still messed up and his lips all swollen, even with the crown of pain lacing his skull. Yes, I do! He swats at Kageyama's arms, arm, the streetlight flickering on behind them as the sun finally dips to sleep. Nope. Kageyama counters back immediately, his responding smile sharp and knowing. I've been doing this much longer than you. That's not true. I made a promise to you first. He nods and disagrees, still trying to get the hand off his head. But a door slams open behind them and knocks them out of their stupor. He nods his head finally free of Kageyama's dangerous palm. And you can read Ukai too. Will you two please, for the love of my sanity, take this somewhere else? Ukai asks, voice raspy and expression tired as he leans against the storefront's door. While I am happy for you, I need you both in tip-top shape for the rest of the week, so go home. He requests, seemingly as kindly as he can, post his volleyball coach job and into his night shift at the store. Yes, yes sir! They <laughs> say in unison. He not that careful to keep his eyes set at first behind his teeth. All right. Yukai says with a dismissive wave, turning back into the shop and leaving them under the watchful gaze of the stars. Somewhere, distantly in the back of Hinata's mind, he thinks the stars have had all the answers. They see them every night leaving practice, every early morning before a bus ride to a match, and maybe now they're also thinking it's about time too. I'll see you tomorrow, Hinata asks Kageyama, tilting his head to look at him despite knowing the answer. Mm-hmm. He nods, smiling before he turns away. Uh, freeze. Wait a second. Sorry, I like lost track for a second. Smiling like he's just in the setter dump, like he's won. Um, don't be late, Shoyo. He calls over his shoulder, freezing Hinata in place as his brain fumbles to catch up. Oh, and I win. Kageyama adds, his wind chime laughter reaching Hinata um, as he realizes too late what he's just done and what he's just called him and won, just as Kageyama rounds the corner towards his own place. Good news is, Hinata is fluent in the art of catching up to Kageyama. It's just a matter of beating him to the gym in the morning with the name Tobio on his tongue and an I love you close behind. He's already won the most important thing. All he has to do is win tomorrow, too, and on all of their tomorrows following. Yay! Yay! I, I think that's, I think it's cute. Um, yeah, that was cute. Yeah. Um, I, I'm obviously going to keep reading this trope. I, I feel like, I love yeah. It. It's, it's just within stuff I read already. Like, I'm not, like, seeking right. out for it. But, like, the always the reveal where it's like, oh, I've been in love with him the whole time. Oh, we've been in love with each other the whole time. It happens a lot in fake dating, so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. It's just so good. Or, like, just, like, enemies to lovers. Like, it's such a good little mm-hmm. snippet. Because it's, like, the best moment where it's, like, oh. Just when and they, then, like, realize the depths of their feelings for each other. Yeah. It's it's a good time. So, so okay. what did you get assigned, Liz? I actually got assigned something that's kind of on my alley. No way you got assigned this, Liz. No I way you did not cheat. I So I had to skip two of them because one of them was literally just like holiday hats and there weren't any fix for that. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I got, it was like another Zemo one. And I'm like, we just did Zemo. Yeah, I'm I sick of that guy. Zemo again. So I didn't, I went one more time and this is what I got. And so I got the Hannibal Extended Universe. (laughs) I feel like I get really lucky with these, actually. You know what I mean? I get lucky and get chosen. You do get you. That's why I'm saying you get like 
too lucky. I like swear to God, like I will only like skip if it's like something where I'm like, I cannot physically like describe mm-hmm. all of this now or it's like, we are not doing this on the show. Okay. I I really do not like skip. Like I will I will do stuff like I don't know or don't care for, but I'll only skip if it's like you know, something where it's like neither of us want to cover this on the show for like reasons mm-hmm. or like this is way too complicated and I don't know what this is. I don't think I will never be able to describe this unless I spend 3 hours like researching and I don't have 3 hours to research. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That you tell fair. me you wanted to do Zemo this week? I don't want to do either of these. So I. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the trope I got assigned is Hannibal Extended Universe. And mm-hmm. so this is a, a subgenre of. So it's like essentially just like the actors who play Hannibal and Will. It's like their other characters like ship together. Um. There's like this pretty there's so there's like a Tumblr page for it actually. The the Hannibal Extended Universe. And so this goes FAQ, what is the Hannibal Extended Universe? The Hannibal Extended Universe, sometimes abbreviated as the HEU, is a branch of fandom with its roots in the Hannibal fandom. The blog this blog serves as a nexus for the numerous ships spawned between the show's dynamic duo, Hugh Dancy and Matt Mickelson. You may have seen uh you may have heard of Space Dogs. Tristad, Valhalla Enchanted, and Basic Chickens before, these are some of the most popular rare pairs in the Hannibal fandom. They don't contain characters specifically from the show. However, these and men- and the many other ships created by Fanables um, have never had a home of their own. They do now. Besides the Hugh uh, Mads character combinations, this branch of fandom also serves as a space for other ships containing at least one Hannibal character or else a or a character played by a Hannibal actor. The Hannibal Extended Universe welcomes a vast crea- the vast creativity of Hannibals at large. Whatever unique combination you can dream of, there's likely a place for it here. And they literally have like a tagging guide for the Hannibal Extended Universe. Like, it's like literally like I was looking at it. It's like fucking so long. Like step one, like like there's like additional tags and it's like, Oh, like, if you don't have a character from Hannibal appear in the show, make sure not to use the show Hannibal as your fandom tag. Only use the Hannibal Extended Universe tag and the Hannibal TV fandom tags. But that, like, doesn't make any sense to me because it's, like, isn't it just the show? So, like... Like, there's... It's not like there's a comic, like... No, so it's, like, it's literally just, like, so essentially, like, most of it is, like... Oh, Hugh Dancy and Mads Mikkelsen, who are the actors who play Hannibal and Will, are in another show. We should ship those characters together. Oh, and so we're 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 finding and like this is a place for it. Like where it's like, essentially, it's like, oh, I shipped those two characters already, and I don't have like really a fandom to attach to it. We can we kind of have a fandom here, so it's like a space for like rare pairings, essentially between these two actors' characters. Um, it's not RPF, though I did notice there was, like, one fic that was RPF, but it's not, like, traditionally RPF. Mm-hmm. It's, like, their characters. Does that make sense? Yes. No. But, like, it's not going to make sense to me. Essentially, like, um, 
Uh, Hugh, Hugh Dancy and Mads Mikkelsen play a character in this separate show. We're shipping them. That's a part of the Hannibal Extended Universe. Is it a real thing? Absolutely not. Like, it's not a real extended universe. It's just, like, something that fans made up where they're like, we love these two actors and we love seeing them in things together. So we're going to ship their other characters and this is kind of, like, a place where we can so share that creativity yes, and, we're and have fun. It because they're these two people. Essentially because, so these, because two these two actors are playing people them. And they're part of Hannibal, but therefore they're technic- we're calling it Hannibal. Y- yeah, Hannibal Extended Universe. Okay. And, like... Um, and they're, they're saying, like, to just be more inclusive, they're like, you can also, like, have other, act like, Hannibal actor stuff, like, within this, you know, um, though I, this is the, that, that pairing, those two actors, like, characters, pairings are the main kind of focus of this fandom. Mm-hmm. I gotta be honest, I, I don't read from this, like, I've never, I've okay. never read anything from this at all. Um, and I will be honest, straight up honest here, I'm not interested in reading anything from this, but it is like, um, because if I'm going to read it, I'm just going to read Hannibal because there's a plethora of Hannibal fan fictions that like, I don't have to go searching for like, you know, like rare pairs or like, oh, this is a fandom with only like a hundred fix. I've read everything. I need other things to give me the joy. You know, I'm very lucky with, I, my, my, my ship tastes are very basic, so I don't need to. Right. I guess, like, resort to this, but I think it's, like, kind of an interesting um, trope idea. Um, So I ended up actually choosing a um, fic that's, like, I'll read the summary, and then I'll, I'll say, like, the name of it and, like, what the pairings are. So Will starts to have visions of a dark haired warrior scout with tattoos on his cheeks, but when his younger companion appears, things seem to make sense. My take on the idea of Hannibal and Will being reincarnates of Tristan and Galahad, which are two characters from King Arthur, like, or like, the, or at least the 2004 movie King Arthur, which are the two characters that Mads Mikkelsen and Hugh Dancy play in that movie. Got it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it is confusing. Why like, have is... they been in so many movies together that there's like... I don't know. That's... Like, I genuinely don't know. That's but they've been in... A decent amount of movies together. And, like, it's really weird. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, so I actually don't know how to say the fixed title's name. Oh, it's I in do. French. Because French is a made-up language. So all you Thank have to you. do is add, like, a lot of ugh. So, le, an, so, eh. There you go. That's how you Thank say you. it. <laughs> or it's translated to soulmate. Um, <laughs> so what I just said. You're welcome. <laughs> so um, if you want to find this much easier, um, it's on AO3, and it's by the author the underscore heart underscore and underscore the underscore brain. Yeah. Um, cool. Also, this is explicit. I oh, porn. I think I cut it before anything explicit, but I literally just brought it down to a part. I saw there was porn and I backed it up a little. So maybe there's some before that part I cut off. I don't know how good this is because also I didn't read it because I got out of class at six today. Literally, my professor's like, we're going to end early today. And then he he kept us late. (laughs) (laughs) I, I have a professor like that, too. It's always the older guys who are like, you love them. They're like your grandpa. But oh, my God, let us go. Let us literally, literally, literally. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I did not have a lot of time to pre-read for anything. Okay. So I'm just going to go. Okay. For the last year. Oh, I'll read for like Will and whatever his other character is. I'm sure we'll figure it out. 
I, I didn't look that up. Um, and you'll read for Hannibal and whatever his character is. We'll, we'll be able to tell. Wait, sorry. Which one am I? I which one am I reading? Hannibal and um, I don't know. Wait. Um, okay, I'm reading for Tristan, and you're reading for Galahad. I got, believe that's correct. Got it. Okay. I, I can give me give me one second. Actually. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm so sorry. The frantic googling. Uh, am I correct? Am I correct? Am I correct? Am I correct? No, I'm fucking wrong. You're wrong. Scratch that. Uh, opposites. <laughs> You're reading for Tristan. I'm reading for Galahad. Got it. Okay. okay. Yes, right? I'm reading. Yes, 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 yes. yes okay, yes, okay. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. For the last year. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> what, is this our femdom era now? <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind right now. I'm so sorry. Okay, for the last year, Will Graham had been having reoccurring dreams of an exotic dark-haired warrior with tattoos upon his cheeks and piercing deep brown eyes. His presence has started off as mere shapes, blurred images that lasted no more than a heartbeat behind his eyes before the nightmares took over. But as time passed, the images became moving, living visions that breathed and spoke in a deep-accented voice. He discovered that the dark warrior, Tristan, was often accompanied by a younger man with curled brown hair and blue eyes. A man who Will looked closely, uh, Will, Will looks closely was a reflection of his own appearance. His name was Galahad. For a, <laughs> also, I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. I, I think that's I'm, right. Slay. I'm so, iconic. I, I, I mean, I'm also an American who knows no, nothing, so it Perfect. might not be, but. Okay. Uh, for a long time, he couldn't decide whether they were only the product of his subconscious or if they were something more, something that went beyond this life. His answers came when Jack introduced him to Dr. Hannibal Lecter, and Will immediately recognized him as a slightly older, more refined version of the warrior scout that now visited his dreams on an almost nightly basis. It was the, at that moment that uh, when Will realized that the dreams were memories of a previous life, that he and Hannibal re were reincarnations of Tristan and Galahad, after Hannibal came into his life, a floodgate opened on the visions, almost completely smothering the nightmares uh, he had grown to loathe. The dreams were vivid, remaining with him long after he awoke. They started to reveal more of the relationship between the strong, deadly scout and the fiery, stubborn youth. He learns that the two of them had been selected as part of an elite band of uh, Samaritan Knights. I almost didn't. I was like, "What is that word?" But then I was like, "I know that word." Wait, give me a second. Samaritan Knights. When they no, were wait, young. Liz. I think that's Sarmatian. Sarmatian. Samaritan is kill, like I'm gonna kill a my life. Who does good myself. deeds for the sake yes. of doing good deeds? <laughs> it looks similar, it but it's not. It does look similar. I was like, that makes sense because knights are good and they do good deeds. Oh my gosh. As you guys can tell, I've been going way too long today. I love you, oh Liz. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Sarmatian. <laughs> Is that what you said? I, I just sounded it out. It's a Sarmatian. Sarmatian. Sarmatian or Sarmatian. Whatever. Something knights when they were young and <laughs> been fighting for many years. Galahad was the youngest of the remaining knights and nearly a decade younger than Tristan. He had always been known as the baby of the group, which sometimes made him feel like he was not uh, not to be taken seriously. Tristan had always been a mystery to his brothers in arms, never really revealing anything about himself or the life he, he had before he joined them. Will also discovered parts of Tristan and Hannibal as his friendship with the older men develops. Both were quiet and calm, stoic in the uh, face of risk and, and threat. 
Uh, the doctor and the scout also shared similar mannerisms and temperaments. He also saw himself in Galahad. He and the young knight were no stranger to violence and danger. The young archer, as much of a deadly and efficient warrior as Tristan, uh, both wanted to find peace. Galahad's be, uh, being beyond his life as a warrior and Will's being within his own mind and held a deep passion for what they believed in and fought for. As time went on, Will could also see aspects of Tristan and Galahad's relationship in his own with the Doctor. He had been on the offensive during his first encounter with Hannibal, throwing small barbs as an instant defense (coughs) mechanism against the Doctor's gentle probing into his psyche. This had manifested itself in his dreams as when Tristan had stood calmly as Galahad thrown insults or jabs. I think they meant jabs, but there were jibes. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, sorry. I just jives made me think of vibes. So I was like, "That's so funny." Um, I don't. I'm slowly going crazy. I'm so That's sorry, okay. guys. Um, these summer semesters are getting to me. Oh my god. Also, wait. I think um, jives is like an act. That's like part like similar to insult. I think that is like a word. Oh wait, you're right. Jives. I don't know. Maybe. I feel like I'm losing my mind. I've, I've been going for way too long, guys. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but as his friendship had developed with Hannibal, the relationship between the two knights and his dreams also changed, forming into an easy friendship and mutual respect. During the presence of the scout and the archer in his dreams, Will found the nightmares started to come back, and the visions of his past life started to seep into his waking hours instead. Certain landscapes, sounds, and smells triggered them off, and and he was suddenly Galahad again. Because of the dreams and visions, Will, uh, felt he could trust Hannibal more than he could anyone else. Uh, knowing, having known the man in a previous incarnation, but there were, there was something else, something that Will couldn't quite put his finger on, how he felt in Hannibal's presence, the the quiver in his stomach when the man touched him, no matter how fleeting, ooh, um, sorry, (laughs) Uh, Will started to dream again, um, oh, I don't know who's speaking here, but I guess I'll, I'll say that this is Galahad. Knights, brothers in arms, your courage has been attested beyond all limits. But I must ask you now for one further trial. We must leave on a final mission for Rome before our freedom can be granted. Tristan calmly watched as Galahad had poured the last of the wine on the floor before smashing the ceramic jug on the stone below him. The warrior scout slicing an apple with his knife before placing a piece into his mouth and chewing thoughtfully. The younger man stormed off and the dark-haired knight followed him. Galahad was all fire and stubbornness. Tristan had found found that endearing about the curly-haired youth, the, that whilst the older knights were stoic and restrained, he was pure passion in all that he did. He found Galahad on the stone floor, slumped against the wall in a darkened corner near their rooms, his jaw clenched tight and his eyes fixed firmly ahead. <coughs> Leaning against the wall next to him, Tristan resumed eating pieces of apple off his blade. I suppose you're here to tell me to stop being such a child. The younger man said, his arms folded across the top of his knees, his head lowered. I understand your anger, but our destinies will not change if we are meant to die tomorrow or in 10, 20 years. Galahad let out a humorless chuckle and slammed his hands against the floor. The flesh of his palms left stinging. Tristan, I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting, of death. All I want to do is live out my days in peace with someone who loves me. He looks at the other knight and watched as he licked some remaining juices from the apple off his thumb and returned the blade to its place on his belt, the older man's eyes never leaving his. 
Over the past year, something had shifted in their friendship. Galahad had no longer felt the need to poke fun or insult the scout, instead finding his thoughts often drifting to things like the blue tattoos upon Tristan's sharp cheekbones, or how piercing brown eyes glanced at him from underneath a mop of equally dark hair uh, shot through with braids, uh, taking in everything that went on around him. Oh, it's not me? Okay. I think so. And what makes you think that you need freedom to have someone who loves you? Holding out his hand, Tristan pulled Galahad to his feet, the youth leaning back against the wall. The dark-haired man moved forward, pinning him to the stone, his body flushed with the scout's own. Tristan. Galahad, I'm offering you what you wish for. Is this not what you want? Only if you feel the same. Leaning forward, Galahad's breath traced against Tristan's lip, his hands on the broad... On the broad chest, pinning him to the wall. I would not make such an offer if I didn't. Came the husky reply. <laughs> the scout's long, skillful fingers reaching up to crest the youth's angular jaw. The other hand reaching around the, around the narrow waist. Is this not what you want? He repeated. It is. At Galahad's words, lips sealed across his own, tinged with the sweetness of the from the apple the other man had eaten. He quickly reciprocated, pouring all... The thoughts, hopes, and wishes that the scout had drawn for him into that kiss. Will had woken up. The lingering heat from Tristan's body against his own, and the taste of the other man's kiss played on, uh, playing on his senses. Uh, the. What is that word? Where? Oh, it's so. Like I know it looks wrong, and like it shouldn't be a word, but it's like. It it's like the sensation, a tingling sensation, like, like spider sense. Uh, can I just say the tingle? Sure. Yeah, I don't like that. Word. I, I, I know it's, it's not it's, a bad word. I get it. I get it. <laughs> the tingle he had felt at the back of his mind about how his body reacted around around Hannibal suddenly seemed to make sense. His soul was t- trying to tell him that the older man had been his lover and should be again. The dream started to focus on the growing relationship between the two knights, leaving Will. <laughs> sweaty <head. laughs> not okay. not achingly hard the next morning and that's all I copied because the if, rest was porn what a thing to Amazon live <laughs> sorry Salem jumped in my lap at the end and now he's cuddling me and crying because I'm not petting him back oh stop I'm petting him back now though it's okay I literally love him my, so oh um, Salem's one of um, our cats for those not in the loop and uh, I, my dad called me earlier today while I was working, and so I took a minute to call, talk to my dad. And Salem, a few months ago, taught himself how to play fetch. And mm-hmm. um, so he will, like, just bring his ball to you and then wait for you to throw it and then bring it back. Like, he taught himself to play fetch. We did not teach him this. He just figured out that we'll throw it, and he can bring it to us to throw. He slays. Um, his only smart moment. So <laughs> I've been giving him too much attention today. Oh no, there's never too much attention to He agrees. He's like, oh shit, my phone just fell. He knocked my phone over on his way out. Um, But yeah, I, Liz, I can say I won't be reading this. Will you? I I don't think so, unless I happen to like watch something that those, like that Hugh Dancy and Mads Mickelson are in and I like their characters' chemistry, then maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe I would, but like I'm not actively seeking this out as like, oh. I need to read the Hannibal Extended Universe. Right. Um, I love it for those of you who who like it. I think the way I also chose this fic because I actually thought it was kind of interesting the way they did it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they're so, like reincarnations. Yeah, like I thought that was pretty cool. So I was like, oh, I'll do this one because it feels more Hannibal Extended Universe esque than like mm-hmm. just like a random fic. Even though they they both count, and that's not me trying to discount it. I just thought that this one was very interesting. But um, yeah, where can we find you on social media, Gaps? Mm-hmm. Um, oh. You guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at Flighty the Nerd. Liz, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at Lazily Liz. And what about the show? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter. No, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, you can find the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Trope Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Trope Podcast, the Tropes Battle for Dominance. If you need emails for any reason, questions, good maze runner or Twilight fan fictions, please email us at tropedominance at gmail.com. Uh, please rate, comment, follow, subscribe, whatever it is, wherever you listen to the show. It helps us a lot. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.